If you like animals, you're in for a treat today as we talk travel. We are going to the zoo, the zoos, plural, around Australia, plus looking at some great walks in Australia too. Sally Lucas, we're going to the zoo. And Aunt Zoo's wonderful. The zoos of today, of course, are just so different from the zoos of olden days, you know, where there is so much done now to protect endangered species and procreate and, you know, it's it's, it's a really great thing these days. Um, they are saving animals. So, of course, you've got initially the Taronga Western Plains Zoo at Dubbo, which is a great zoo to go to, and, of course, you can ride bikes around and everything as well there, So, which is quite a nice way to keep fit as you're doing it. And one of my favourites is Mogo down the south coast, south of Batemans Bay. Oh, yes. And it was the one that was, that was amazing that all the staff stayed there during the bushfires and they were surrounded. I mean, I've been back to Mogo since and a lot of the town was destroyed and they couldn't get any help from the RFS or fire services. Of course, they were so busy Mm. fighting the fires that were so bad. So they just had to stay and hope that they could protect the zoo and save all the animals so they got them all enclosed in time and it's it's a wonderful story and the guy has taken it over and he's also hand reared a lion cub the mother died during childbirth and the photos the other day I was looking at if you ever want to just google Mogo Zoo with this beautiful lion cub who's getting quite big now and they're just cuddling together and he's licking his face and it's just like he said he had to have him 24-7, you know, he was his mother as well as his keeper and, and you know, they've got in lots of endangered species down there, including the snow leopard and, oh, just, it's a wonderful zoo if you get the chance because a lot of people are doing some driving holidays within New South Wales at the moment, so these are some nice things to keep in mind. Also, if you're going north, you've got a nice zoo at Port Macquarie called the Billabong Zoo and it's a lovely zoo as well. Um, out in the going west uh, between, say, Narandra and Hay on the Sturt Highway at a place called Darlington Point, you've got the Altina Wildlife Park. And it, again, is mainly um, caring for endangered species, if you're wanting to do that on your way. Um, so these would be species that usually require quite a lot of room to run around in, that's, space. That's yeah. right. That's yeah. right. And, I mean, these yeah. are wonderful. I mean, they're, they're sort of a lot of it is open range, if you like, for the larger animals, of course, and um, obviously your small animals like your your marmosets and your tiny little monkeys or your your red pandas and that, but they've got lovely enclosures, you know. And Mogo, for example, you you know you can feed the giraffes, and they're just wonderful. The big long tongue comes out, and you you feed the giraffes, and you can have you know they've got white lions down there as well. By the way, they're Gosh. rare white lion yeah. at there. So that, that's just some lovely things to do if you if you're driving around. And of course, we know Interstate has beautiful zoos as well, but we just can't get there at the moment. I mean, particularly Adelaide because they're the only ones with the pandas. So when South Australia opens again, you know you should. Definitely have a visit there. And the other one I love is the the Steve Irwin original wildlife park, of course, in North Queensland, which is um, the Australian wildlife park. And that, that's a one. You see wombats and harnesses being walked around like puppy dogs. It's unbelievable. So they're all Australian animals there, whereas, of course, yeah. we, we get the world in our zoos, don't we, we so often? Yeah, well, we do. And we only spoke recently, Jane, didn't we, about Barrington Tops too, of course, if you wanted to you know, go up there when they do their Devil's Ark program tours for you to see what they're doing to save species of the the wonderful Tasmanian devil and of course they're doing koalas and rare rock wallabies and all sorts of things now so that that's that's a wonderful thing to see what we're doing to save animals I think. We are talking travel and Sally Lucas 
walking. That's always a good activity. It's a nice way of getting around. It certainly is, and it's nice at this time of the year when it's not too hot, of course. I mean, a lot of the walks you wouldn't want to do in the middle of summer in some of these areas, but there is a company called The Great Walks of Australia, and they've been collecting um, a range of premium guided multi-day walks to explore different landscapes of Australia, and Tasmania has got the most of them. Ah. Uh, They've got five walks in Tasmania, and South Australia, they've added, have now got two, but what they've done, they've combined two walks to make one. So it's sort of, they're saying it's a nine-day trek from the rugged ranges to a mighty river. So you're actually starting in the Flinders Ranges and you're going down to the Murray River. So it's quite a a big walk, of course, but again, you have accommodation and meals, etc. Creature comforts are included, so it's quite wonderful. So going to Tassie first, um, and you only have to have a light backpack, by the way, so it's you know, you're know only carrying a day pack as well. So you've got the Bay of Fires Lodge Walk, of course, that's been around for quite a while, and it's a wonderful walk, of course, going along beautiful beaches and those lovely orange lichen-covered headlands where you get you know, incredible rather landscapes and wildlife, etc. And that operates from October to May, and it's a um, a thirty three kilometre walk. That one. Um, you've also got the Cradle Mountain Hut, of course, which is a famous walk, the Overland Track. Uh, it's considered one of our most spectacular, I suppose, and it is in a World Heritage Area as well. Um, so yes, you, you, that one's a, a sixty kilometre six day walk. So be prepared for all weather, though, when you do that. I know when Absolutely. my husband went in March last year, no, two years ago, sorry, not, I'm forgetting the COVID year, trying to get rid of that. Um, yeah, I mean, they had snow in March, so. Oh, you can have snow any time. That's year. right. Yeah. So don't think, you know, not to pack your, your warm gear when you're going to do that one anyway. Um, then you've got the Freysenay Experience Walk, of course, which is a four-day, three-night walk, which goes to remote and rarely uh, explored corners of the Freysenay National. Park. Of course, you've got you know beautiful Wine Glass Bay, the obviously the Pink Granite Hazard Mountains, etc. So that's another lovely one you can do. And then of course you've got Mariah Island, which is a UNESCO World Heritage listed island of rare wildlife there in Convict Heritage, and that's a walk of 43 kilometres. So that is incredible, also. And then you've got the Three Capes Walk. So Tassie's got it all wrapped up On in the walks. East Coast, yeah. yeah, which is my husband's on that one as well, which is a 46 kilometre walk. And, um, yeah, so, again, you've got to um, – this one, all, all of these I'm speaking about, you don't have to carry big packs, by the way. It's it's more the upmarket, if you like, so people who love the exercise and the walk but still want their creature comforts. There's nothing wrong with that. <laughs> <laughs> I can assure you. Very uh, pleasant at the end of a day's walk. Oh, yes, I know Scott's yeah. when they did Cradle Mountain, you know, just to have that, that warm shower and a, a warm room, you know, to go and sleep in and a nice glass of wine with a meal prepared for you. It was, was very nice. And the scones when you arrive, yes, <laughs> I know. And then you walk it all off. <laughs> yeah. um, of course, you've got your classic Larapinta trek in um, the Northern Territory, which starts from um, just in the West McDonnell Ranges near there at Alice Springs. Uh, so that's a classic, but you can do sections of that if you didn't want to do the whole lot. Uh, but it is a 72 kilometre if you do the whole lot. Um, the other one is in Victoria, of course which is the 12 Apostles. We don't have 12 anymore, but they still call it the 12 Apostles Lodge Walk. And that's along the Great Ocean Road. And, of course, that is just a very spectacular place to either, even if you're not walking it, even if you're driving it, it's wonderful. You know, all the little spots along the way that you can call into are delightful, particularly around Cape Otway and the Lighthouse and 
Port Ferry, and yeah, it's a, it's a beautiful part of the world. Um, in Western Australia, you've got the Margaret River to Cape Walk. It's a 41-kilometre, four-day, three-night walk, um, which you do going through wonderful cowrie forests, and then you go through headlands and beaches as well. So that's quite incredible. And the Arcaba Walk in the Flinders Ranges is a four-day, three-night. And, of course, the Flinders Ranges, you know, over 600 million years of, of you know, history and geology and you know, background, geological history. Uh, you spend two nights of that one in luxury wilderness camps under the, the night sky, or you can go in sheltered bush huts if you prefer. Um, so there's that one as well, which is which is great. Um, then you've got the Murray River Walk, which is a 40-kilometre walk, which starts in Renmark. And you've got Spice's Scenic Rim Trail in, in Queensland, which is um, southwest of Brisbane in Queensland's main range national park. And you stay there at the uh, Spice's guest house and you'd go out doing your walks each day. And then you've got your Seven Peaks Walk at Lord Howe Island. So you can go there. And with regard to Lord Howe Island, I just thought I'd mention a lot of people have been asking me this lately. Is, you know, Lord Howe Island open? And yes, it is, but not to any of those LGA hotspots. But obviously, you've got to fly out of Sydney. So you normally, because uh, a lot of them are early morning flights, and we're booked actually to go in September, I'd go down the night before, you know, but at the moment, you can't do that. So you've just got to drive and park your car actually at the airport and just go into the terminal and that's it. No stopping along the way, nothing. So, yes, you can still go, but with those uh, restrictions on you. Or get someone to drop you off, I suppose it would be nice. Yes, if someone was happy to do that for you, (laughs) (laughs) if it was a nice someone. Have a nice friend. So, look, there's lots of things you can do while we're sort of in this restricted time. I mean, our own state has a lot to offer, and as we said, our own area last week has a lot to offer. So there's no reason not to go out there and keep supporting our local industries as much as we can because everyone's doing it tough, so... You know, get out there and it'd be good for you. It's good It's good for your brain. It's good for your own self-esteem. It's good for your soul. It's good for everything. Builds memories too. Doesn't and it ever. We're talking travel, Sally Lucas and I. And Sally, hot deals time. What's around in the travel marketplace at the moment? Well, Jane, thinking ahead and hoping that all is well, this sounds absolutely fabulous if you can imagine yourself on the largest world's largest square-rigged sailing vessel called the Golden Horizon. So that would be a wonderful experience. I mean, you can just imagine being on a vessel like that. It's just delightful. This is a great barrier reef and festive season, 16-night tall ship cruise, and it's leaving over Christmas. So you could celebrate, hopefully, us maybe getting back to normal uh, or, or as normal as we can be. And it's on the 21st of December. Um, and you're leaving from Cairns. So they give you complimentary drinks on board the ship on Christmas Day and New Year's Eve all day. Um, They have special savings at the moment um, where you can get some discounts for families as well if you'd like to go as a family where you get a discount off the second, third or fourth cabinet, you know, as you sort of purchase more cabins, obviously you get more di- more discount. Um, so it starts in Cairns and Sales along our wonderful east coast. Of course, you spend Christmas exploring the Whitsunday Islands and then you're going down from then to Mooloolabar and Brisbane and um, New Year's Eve, you watch the fireworks off Surface Paradise. 
the Gold Coast. And then New Year's Day, sorry, you take off to go down to um, by Trial Bay, etc. Coffs Harbour Marina, where you might be lucky enough to spot whales and the Solitary Islands Marine Park. And then your adventure would finish in Sydney. And you get one night pre-cruise in Cairns with breakfast. All your shipboard main meals are included and a selection of beers and wines with lunch and dinner on board are included as well. Use of onboard water sports equipment, including water skis, sailboats, kayaks, knee and wakeboards, windsurfing, stand-up paddleboards, snorkel gear and trampoline plus noodles for swimming. So, you know, let's hope that that would... Yeah, what a wonderful Mm. thing to do over the Christmas period. Now, with Lord Howe Island, quite often in the past, they only bring the the accommodation places there, only have their rates, you know, maximum 12 months ahead. But because of what's happening with COVID, the tour operators have encouraged most of them to come up with their rates for 2022 and 2023 so we can plan ahead. Because now it could have changed now with Sydney being in the Greater Sydney being in lockdown. But when we booked a couple of months ago, most places were fully booked for the rest of the year and this is why they've done this so rather than disappoint people you can plan ahead so you can think ahead for 2022-23 which is great Um, and as I said you just you can still go there it's less than two hours flying time from Sydney you've only got 400 visitors allowed on the island at any one time you walk or you ride a push bike again so it's very active you don't have to do the seven peaks walk but there are lovely walks you can do and climbs of course of Mount Lidgebird which involves chains as well so it's, and Mount Gower, yes. And Mount Gower. So, yeah. yeah, there's that as well. And then there's a lovely Tasmanian tour, if hopefully this will happen as well, Jane, which is by Rail, Road and River. And it's a lovely itinerary that's in October, the 7th to the 18th of October. So you're travelling on some old, you know, railways. You're going on the Strawn, of course, the river there. Uh, Launceston, you're on the river there. Um, you're going to Cradle Mountain, of course. And it's a lovely, lovely itinerary. And it's... Again, with lots of inclusions, most of your meals are included, etc. Buy your own ear ticket to get yourself down there. And it's uh, run by a guy who used to be, and I can't remember his name, I should have looked it up, Scott someone. He used to be a television, a journalist television reporter, but he's, um, his interest is trains and restoring trains. And he has um, a property near Mudgee where he restores railway carriages and you actually stay in the railway carriages. But he's got a tour for nearly every state involving a combination of, of a Ways rail of and around. so on. Um, Scott yeah. McGregor. Yep. That was his name. Um, he was, uh, in 2012, he started it, and he has the Railway Adventures, he's called his, his name, which is quite simple. But, yeah, he does lots of lovely, interesting, on you know, fully restored old trains and lots of combinations. So if you look that up, um, yeah, he, he has some lovely itineraries there, not just the Tasmanian one, but the, if you're interested in trains particularly. But it's not all just about trains. It's actually taking you to some beautiful scenic spots in, in all the states he operates. Excellent. Well, thank you, Sally Lucas. Thank you, Jane. Thanks for listening to this podcast from 2NURFM at the University of Newcastle. You'll find them all at 2NURFM.com.